0: Welcome to the Lucky Leg Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express and a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Otto. Happy to be with you Saturday, February 6th. That's Sunday in Australia. That means it is the eve of the 2021 Australian Open, the 109th staging of this phenomenal tournament. We've gone through hell and high water to get there, mega quarantines. We learned a new term, hard quarantine, lockdown. Everybody got through it, and for better or for worse, everybody is ready to commence main draw play on Monday. It'll be the bottom half of the women's side in action on day one, and the top half of the men's side. Speaking of the bottom half of the women's side, how about that lower half of the women's singles draw absolutely stacked with Serena, Naomi Osaka, Igos Fiontech. So many big names in there, it's going to be crazy to see who gets out of it. I've got my colleague, Tennis Now editor, Richard Pagliaro, joining me today. We do an in-depth discussion of the draws from corner to corner. We leave no stone unturned. We're talking about the men's side, Novak Djokovic. Rafael Nadal, and four big names who've turned heads at the ATP Cup, those being Andre Rublev, Daniel Medvedev, Matteo Berrettini, and Stefano Sitsipas. So many storylines, so much to look forward through. We've made it through hard quarantine. Here we are on the eve of the 2021 Australian Open. Let's talk about it, shall we? Richard, how are you doing today? Nice to have you.
1: Yeah, thanks. For having me, Chris, I'm really pumped up and excited to talk about the draw because we were talking earlier. The first rounds are just on fire.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's been a crazy week, but we got there, and a lot of players are going to have a really quick turnaround. I mean, let's face it; a lot of players aren't even used to playing in the week before a major. This time, they're all playing, um, and a lot of them are pulling out, including a lot of them in the women's singles lower half. Serena Williams pulled out of her semifinal Naomi Osaka did the same they are both in this really exciting and stacked section of the of the draw so we can start our conversation looking at what I think is a very compelling half of the women's draw and it um I have no idea who might come out of there. What, what are your thoughts on, um, on on that section? Which concludes, but let me, let me preface this, includes Bianca Andreescu. We haven't seen her in over a year. It includes Garbina Muguruza, last year's runner-up. Um, Petra Kvitova, Angelique Kerber, a three-time Slam champion. Naomi Osaka's in there. Serena Williams is in there. Igas Fiontek, Simona Halep, and I'm not even done with names. Rybakina, uh Venus is in there, I believe. So it's pretty stacked, eh?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you started there because it's like the center of the tennis universe is that section of the draw, and boy, I think Simona Halep got one of the toughest draws of anybody in the tournament. If you look at even that potential first seed is Kuder Matova or, you know, Marta Kostje. She's a good young player. If she had to play one of those in the third round and in an IGA, a rematch, or even, like you said, uh Elena Rabacana in the fourth would be heavy-duty, but Serena, you know, is the big story and is the big question, too, because of the shoulder. Basically, what she said in the presser was she's going to need treatment, you know, it's going to be an issue, but that she thinks it's a manageable, a manageable one. But I think it's definitely something that people are going to focus on because the second serve is really going to be crucial for her to win this tournament and make history. And I think the Siegeman match is a good way for her to open because Siegeman is the kind of player that will mix up the pace and she'll drop shot a lot. So we'll get to see Serena's movement, which was good, I felt, in yeah. the uh... – in the, uh, you know, first the XO, that they had to drive, when the, and then the tournaments matches she did play. I felt she moved well. Her legs looked good. She got off the mark quick. The Danielle Collins match, it went three. Danielle Collins started drop shotting her, and even though she wasn't making plays on every single one, she was up to the ball off the mark. So I thought her movement, you know, and that was a concern because of the Achilles issue coming in. I thought that was good. You know, but she's going to get tested right out of the box with Siegeman because Siegeman's going to try to drag her off the baseline. She's not going to try to give her rhythm. And then, you know, like you said, Osaka, you know, an Osaka mugu match would be huge. And then, look, Sabalenka, Serena. I mean, the odds. I was looking at the odds before we started chatting, and Sabalenka is ahead of Serena as far as the bookma, as far as the picks. And before the draw came out, it was Naomi. Was number one and Serena was number two as far as the odds, and now Sabalenka's pushed ahead of her because of it, so that it's going to be so exciting. That and even some of those early, you know, those early matches like you look at Bianca coming back, hasn't played, and what if she and then you look at uh. Uh, Parakova in there with uh Sue Shea, and then you look yep. Venus is in there. So there's just going to be some really, really cool matches, and I didn't even touch on Petra, Petra, as you said, who was a former finalist, almost won the title a few years back. So it it's going to be so much fun to watch that half just unfold because there's so many people capable of winning the title there, but, you know, there's so many
0: roadblocks as well. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And I, I when I saw this draw... I'm always under the belief that a lot of things need to go Serena Williams' way for her to get this 24th major. I think she's very capable, and I thought her form was excellent from what we've seen. And I think maybe the shoulder injury isn't as serious as people might be making it out to be. Maybe it was just a way for her to make sure she got some rest before main draw play starts. So... That being said, I think she needs a lot of things to fall apart in this draw to get through because shaping up with a third round with Allison Risk, a fourth round with Irina Sabalenka, who you just talked about, had her 15-match winning streak snapped, but is really one of the hottest players in tennis, and that's all before a potential quarterfinal with Simona Halep or Rybakina or Sviontek, something like that, and then potentially a semifinal with Osaka. I mean, all this just to get through the final is crazy. A lot of these women are gonna to have to fall by the wayside. I always feel like Serena needs a little bit of draw help help from the draw gods to get through and she clearly didn't get it yet, just like as you mentioned, Simone didn't get it either. It's gonna be really tough. This is gonna be a fun half to watch. I mean, and yes, you mentioned Andrescu pulled out of the of the events this week in head of, of head of the Australian Open. We are also excited to see her play. crisis has been sixteen months, but she says she's fine. She'll open with Mihaela Buzarnescu of Romania and it's going to be really interesting to see what we get from her. I mean, I was on that call and you were on it as well with Lindsay Davenport. We just we don't even know what to expect. And has our has our long term feeling about what she can accomplish in the sport been sort of um, changed by the fact that she simply cannot get healthy, or is just the beginning of maybe of a you know Andrescu 2.0, and she will be healthy and we will see her more consistently. It all starts on Tuesday with her, and it's going to be. Uh, crazy to see what she plays like
1: she's one of my- Fascinating players for me in the draw because she's one of the most exciting players, and she's shown when she's healthy, she gets up for those big players, and she's got a feistiness, a swagger to her, and her style is unique and different and fun to watch, and she clearly loves to play. And now she has gotten that rap now that she just can't stay on the court, but I don't think that's entirely fair just because she's so young, and you know she played so hard to get to that point, but you know, look, a year away is a year away, and you cannot replicate a grand slam match, I don't care how many practice sets you play, I don't care who you're playing against, it's just not the same. So it's going to be really interesting to see how she sort of deals with that and also with the crowds back. But, you know, she said the right things in the presser. I was a little perplexed, you know, why pull out? You're there. Why not just play one match? Give it a go. You're there. You're on site. You've been cooped up. But, you know, she said the right things as far as how she's feeling physically and her head mentally she sounded really optimistic she sounded refreshed she sounded excited to be there so you yeah. know i'm hoping for the best for her because she's a star i mean if she's on her game i mean she she could play with anybody she's really fun to watch too so i'm i really hope for the best for her but it's a it's a tough path for her there's a lot of veterans in there who really know how to play and who will really you know test her let i mean she said in the interview that it was a torn meniscus so that you yep. know it's not as bad obviously as an acl or anything but still you know the people are going to test her i think that's what you're going to see early you're going to see people try to test her movement and you're going to see people try to test serena with the drop shot too because you know serena's been one of the best movies in history but she's 39 years old so you know they're definitely they're gonna you're gonna see that play out early yeah
0: absolutely it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy and uh, just the programming note the monday is the lower half for the women's side. So we've got Osaka up first on Rod Arena against Pavlyuchenkova. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
1: Pavlyuchenkova's won nine hardcore titles in her career. She's had great runs in Melbourne. She's a really tough player. She can hit the hell out of the ball. I mean, she hits the ball hard.
0: That's a tough but first rounder. To think-
1: yeah, I mean she 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 can hammer the ball, so that's a tough. And also, Anstbor is in that little section. I mean, that's not a gimme match. It's a tough match right out of the box. I mean, Naomi's more explosive, a better athlete at this point in in, in Pavlyuchenko's. Career, so you know, obviously, you got to like her going in there, but still, that's a tough right out of the box. You got to be ready for that. You don't want to yep. be down, you don't be like sleepwalking through the first three games in that match because you could get down quick.
0: Yep, and to, to our listeners, the ones that we really care about are the ones that are going to skip the Super Bowl to watch day one of the Australian Open tomorrow. You can get Serena and Laura Sigmund up second on Rod Laver. Uh, Halup is the night session against Lizette Cabrera of Australia. Over on Margaret Court, it's Venus Williams, Kirsten Flipkin's opening the day. Kerber up next against the American Bernarda Pera. Uh, is going to play in the night session on Margaret Court against Greet Minnan. You've got um, Andreescu over on John Kane Arena. She's the third match, so... A lot, and Sviontek up on 1573 Arena as the second match against Arantxa rus who is the woman who actually beat her in the first round of Rome last year. So, lots of good stuff to look forward to. We should move on. We spent a lot on this half.
1: Yeah, um, we did. And, and also, it's worth noting Venus, I think it's her 88th career, Grant. So it's just phenomenal at her age that she's playing. And, look, Flipkins is a former Wimbledon semifinalist. She has that slice backhand. She knows how to move the ball around and really make a taller player, Ben Lowe. It's just Flipkins also had the injury. Mm-hmm. Was her ankle. She's also had the injury that she couldn't play that tune-up, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yep. But you're right, I mean, that's a fantastic half to watch unfold.
0: Yep, and we'll, we'll move to the top half. Ash Barty's sitting pretty on top, um, looking good, back in action, great to see her back. Um, you've got Svitolina down there, you've got Victoria Zarenka, another player who pulled out um, um, of uh, the, the tune-ups a couple right. of days ago, but it seems to be in good form and has been really on a great tear for the last... Uh, 12 months, Benchich is in there, Petra Mardic, not as stacked of a section. Maybe there's an opening for Ash Barty to do some good things on home soil. What do you think, Richard?
1: Yeah, I think of you'd have to say of the top seeds that uh, Barty's got the kindest, I wouldn't say it's soft by any means, but the kindest as far as she's got the ability to sort of play her way into that. And also, she looked good. for what I saw, the matches I saw, she looked good, and the players aren't used to that slice. She's using it. She's ang- she's hitting the slice short, also to drag the players' opponents forward in the court. She served well. She looks fit. You know, she looked calm. She looked. I, I thought it was all good for her, all upside. And that's a really good draw. I mean, she's a semifinalist. Obviously, with the fans there, that's going to help, but it also could exert... Uh, you know, a bit of a pressure because it's been so long since an Aussie woman or Aussie man, for that matter, won the title. But, um, yeah. you know, another match I'm looking forward to in that. The opening rounder, Ostapenko, Carolina Mokova is a really fun player to watch. Ostapenko, former French Open champion, that's a first rounder. And, you know, Pliskova, you know, she slipped back a little bit, but she still knows how to win on our courts. She's beaten Serena at this tournament. She's gone deep at this tournament you know, she's a former US open finalist. If she could get it together, you know, she's dangerous. And then, you know, Kennan's defending champion and that's a tough section that Kennan is in because, you know, we Azarek is a two time former champion. We've seen we saw what she did to Kennan in Rome last year. Brady coming off the U S open semis almost got to the final. I mean that's a tough section for Kenan, and, you know, Svitolina's also, you know, Tab, the best player not to win a major. She's down there as well, so there's a lot of, there's Len Sloan Stevens, a former US Open champion uh, open with uh Putin Seva. That should be a fun match first a, round.
0: Yeah, that could be a firecracker. Maria Sakari uh, and as a ranker slated um to meet in the third round, which could be interesting. Also And Coco
1: Coco Joel Tight. Ty- I mean, that could be a really good first round match. Nice
0: little rematch. They met they met in the first round of the lead up there, which was a tense match that went the distance if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um and yeah, and yeah, and I think you know, you can't overlook Sophia Cannon decent draw and decent talent that's shown that she can be consistent at the slams I expect her to be pushing you know and and be be in there in the second week conversation so lots to look forward to on this top half but yeah I I like the form that I like the I like Ash Barty overall I like her she's pretty calm right now she's pretty relaxed she's got the game she believes in it I think she's done all the right things to get ready for this tournament and um she's going to be and I think she also got a really good experience last year dealing with the pressure, losing kind of a heartbreaking semifinal to Kennan and pushed pretty far, actually. A lot of Aussies have not qu- taken it quite as far. So I think she's a player that's destined to probably win a title in Australia at some point, and maybe it could be this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if the surface is playing quicker, as they, some players have said, I mean, you know, you get different opinions on that. I mean that that could help her because it's like she can really change the pace with the slice and really take you out of that baseline game that a lot of a lot of the leading contenders are kind of used to playing. So she's gotta be happy with that draw. And I agree with you on Kennan. I know, you know, the Mugarutha match on paper, it looks like a bat two and two. It looks like wow what what's with Kennon? But that was a competitive match. She battled hard. Moogu has just played lights out. She's played so well. And Kennan, you know, the chaos kind of stuff, the stress, sometimes that works in her favor because it gives her something to fight against or fight for, and I think that she plays her best when she is emotional. But, look, even Conta's in that section. I mean, there's a lot of good players. And Azarenka, if she's right, I mean, put together the kind of tennis she put together last summer. I mean, watch out because she's played great there.
0: Mm-hmm. Opening up with American Jessica Pagula should be a decent match. Right, roster. that
1: should be a good match too.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think the, I think the champion might actually – it's hard to say where the champion's going to come from but it's nice to be on this top half of the draw if you're there and to avoid kind of like that death lower half so it might be a, you know th- whoever gets to the final I think from this side though it's hard to project might be a little bit fresher but you know it's difficult to say really how these things are going to play out it's really we must we must preface this whole conversation by by mentioning that this is an extraordinarily unique Australian Open. Players have been quarantining for two weeks. Players are now jamming in a week of lead-on tennis. There's six events going on in Melbourne this week. Some players, like Kaya Kanepi, Muguruza, are going to be finishing up finals the day before main draw starts. It's going to be very, I think, hard to predict what kind of form players actually take in to the tournament, for instance, Kaya Kanepi. You'd think, wow, this this woman is hot and just on fire. But is she going to have any energy left when she hits the main draw after playing her first final and since twenty thirteen today? These are the type of questions we just simply do not know the answers to, and that's why it's going to be so uh, so interesting to watch what happens in week one down under.
1: Exactly, and I would say the players themselves probably don't know because, as you pointed out, most of them the week before a major, you know, they're doing sponsor appearances and practicing and you know going to the player party and so they don't usually play this level this intensity and match intensity is entirely different from practice intensity And also those that quarantine in Melbourne you know I think that's gonna manifest itself either physically or mentally like you mentioned earlier the Lindsay Davenport she used the word suffer that she's concerned that you were gonna see players suffer because of that you know sort of going zero to 70 where you're just in a room you know a small room and now you got to go out on that stage and really perform at a high level it's a shock to the system so i hope it's not that extreme i hope we don't see people you know get pull muscles get say blisters stuff like that but it it wouldn't be shocking and that's why to me you've got to look at someone like osaka who was in the you know in the adelaide bubble i mean it was a much kinder bubble and also she's had success there so i know she's in that tough section but i would really look at her as someone who can who could come through if she gets it rolling? Yeah. You know, but we talked about how she's going to be tested right out of the box oh, yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, I have a lot of faith in Osaka right now in terms of provide. She wants that. She strives for that Simona halep like consistency and wants to be in the conversation in the second week battling for these majors. And I'm pretty pretty confident that she will be, despite the difficult draw. Um, men's. We'll get back to women. I'm sure we'll bounce around a bit. But let's go to the men's. And, and for me, it, again, The lower half is what interests me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I love the fact that Andre Rublev and Daniel Medvedev are in that section, along with Stefano Sitsipas, along with the king of clay, Rafael Nadal, who's been sitting out at ATP Cup with a back injury, but we just saw him on the practice courts looking pretty fit with the young Carlos Alcaraz. So maybe this is much ado about nothing with the back issues of Rafael Nadal. What say you, Richard?
1: i say he's going to be fine. I think he did the 100% right thing. You know, he's he's playing for the biggest record in men's tennis history right now at a tournament where he has not won since 2009, although, you know, we saw him get to the final a few years ago. So... I think he did the 100% right thing, and even hitting with Carlos was a great thing after Carlos destroyed Goffin. So you hit it spot on. That's a great section to look at. And also, look, Berrettini. I mean, he opens with Anderson, but Berrettini has really impressed me in this ATP Cup leading Italy through and uh you know he's a dangerous guy we saw the run he had at the u.s open getting to the semis i i still like sits just because i really like his game and i like that he bounced back from that brutal u.s open collapse to a border and he came right back at in paris and made that run to the semis he's got two semis now at his age 22 i i really like his uh Chances there to get through, but bear, and there's so many good players. And look, Medvedev, this could be his time. But I think Rublev, of all these guys we're talking about, he might have the best path right there as far as going, maybe even to the quarters. There, I mean, Rublev's a dangerous character. Absolutely,
0: he is. And and I like this section because I've been keeping a very close eye on ATP Cup this week, and there are four names. That had been absolutely mind-blowing. That's Medvedev, who's now got a 13-match winning streak as they headed to the finals today against Italy. Rublev has been fantastic. Fantastic just absolutely carrying his form from 2020 into 2021. This guy's on a mission. It's clear that he wants to be one of the elite names in tennis. Sitsipas has been streamlined and and looking really good on these fast surfaces. And by the way, we should talk about that a bit. And then um, Berrettini, unbelievable performances. Unbelievable. And again, I think I read some quotes by Dominic Team about just how fast the surface is in Australia, like a lot faster right. than last year. I haven't really gone through everybody's comments on this and which courts are playing the fastest are the show courts a little slower etc but if it is indeed a fast faster court and, and and these guys are going to be favored I mean you have to look out for Berrettini maybe that's why he is playing so well at ATP Cup and maybe that's why he's dangerous and we should look forward to a potential round of 16 matchup between Sitsipas and Berrettini which would be wow that would be really cool uh it was it was Sitsipas in four sets over the Italian in 2019 at the AO but I mean, yeah, this is a cool section. I didn't even realize Berrettini was in there when you mentioned it. Also, Fonini's in this section. Oh, yeah, Fonini's played well. He got, you
1: know, he beat uh, Corino Bosta the other day. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, that's another guy. You'd love to see Fonini and Rafa play a major just because of the U.S. Open. When he came back from two sets down and he loves playing, it's always fun when they play and potentially that could happen, you know. And also, Sandgren's had a run. He opens with uh, Demon Hour in there and... Yeah, you know, I think you're spot on about Berrettini. I mean, he plays big and flat, and if it's a fast surface, it's really hard to get it. When he puts you on the defense, it's really hard to get off the defense against him because he can just yeah. hammer that forehand from any anywhere. People always say, oh, he's not a big A server. Who cares? The guy, I mean, the next shot, it's over. If he gets a mid-court forehand, you're not going to get off defense. Yeah. You know, you just got to hope he misses. So you know that's a tough it's a tough one against Anderson but he you know he looks so athlete he just looks so exuberant and so into playing and look that year he got to the semis in New York he was playing fast there too and he beat some really good defensive players including Monty so he's a guy to watch I mean I just think Rublev. when I look at all those guys in that section you know he was on fire at the end of last year and then you look at that section I think he's got room to move there I mean I would really look for him I mean before the draw was made I I would say Medvedev would be the guy I would have picked as far as no one who the person who hasn't won who would you pick I would have picked Medvedev and you're right he's looked good that match with Zarev he gutted it out yesterday so you know Medvedev is right on the door and you know this is I think it's even more urgency for him because he never plays well at the French and you know he's had wins at Wimbledon but that doesn't seem to be his service so this is a place where I think he's really super pumped to do well and he knows he can he's beating these guys in big look at his record against the top 10 in the last two months of the year i mean he's played incredibly well
0: right i think of his 13 wins on the streak nine are top 10 wins i mean he's he's taking everybody down um uh, tricky first-rounder if the courts are indeed fast, yeah. Like Pospisil. oh, yeah. yeah, Pospisil's yeah, tough, but I think absolutely. he was a hard Especially
1: because guy. of the depth of his return, and Pospisil, look, you saw him, what he did I mean, Pospisil, can, he can serve in volley he can, every game if he has to, and I think that's a really, and they've played whenever they've played. Pospisil beat him in round, whenever they've played, it's always been a tight, tough match, and Pospisil knows he can beat him. So that's... Yeah, that's a really tough first first round, no doubt.
0: I'll actually actually be watching um, an all-qualifier first-rounder between Carlos Alcaraz, the 17-year-old, and Batik van de Santschelp of the Netherlands, who I watched the other day against Hodgsonov. This guy is pretty talented.
1: Yeah, you were telling me about that. I've never seen him play, (laughs) so that's one I definitely want to take a look at. Carlos Alcaraz has been on fire. But I'm intrigued by that, so... uh... And that was all you. You were really pumped up on him, so
0: I gotta look out for him. Alcaraz, yeah. I mean, the guy's a beast. He's 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 headed in the right direction for sure. Um, that, yeah, that that absolutely. could be a really good match, though, because the the Dutchman is, is is quite talented. I had not seen a lot of his game until the other night, and I'm, I was impressed. Smooth and very heavy hitter, with, but but with ease. So um, a guy to watch for sure. Um, yeah. How, how about the um, top half of the men's? I'm clicking around here on my desktop to get it up. Uh, there's oh a guy named Djokovic at the top, who apparently, <laughs> rumor has it, he's pretty good on the, fa- on, on the hard courts at Melbourne Park.
1: Yeah, well, I think he's got to be pleased with the way it turned out. I mean, obviously, there's some big servers in there, and Stan is a former champion who's beaten him there, by the way, as well, but... I think it shakes out pretty well for Novak, and I, you know I would expect him to definitely be there at the end. And he played with a lot of passion in ATP Cup, and he played well. I thought he, you know, he looks fit. He, he looks, uh, he looks ready. I mean, and also I think, I think last year, you know, the whole thing—not just the pandemic, but the whole U.S. Open uh, default—I think that's really going to make him so laser-focused. Like, I cannot afford to squander another chance here because I'm so. I'm going to be so close to these guys, and and he's already stated many times that's his goal is to get the record. He's at 17 now. If he wins here, it will be his ninth AO, and he'd join Rafa as the second man in the history of the game to win nine or more at the same slam. So there's a lot on the table. And also, he wants to prevent Rafa from getting uh, number 21, and Rafa hasn't beat him on hard court since 2013. So I think that you know if you look at the draw, you've got to be really happy if you're. A, Novak Djokovic
0: fan. Yeah, man, there's no make no mistake about it. Draws matter, and Novak's got the better draw in this situation. Uh there's a lot of positivity around him right now. The way he looked at ATP Cup was was very good and very emotional. He's emotionally he's in a nice place. And I think maybe he might have benefited from Serbia actually losing to Germany. A little extra yeah. rest, a little time to clear his head and kind of focus. I mean, yeah, last year the ATP Cup victory was big for him emotionally, and I think that might have helped him power through in Australia. But in this case, it might be better that he got a little extra rest. He opens with Jeremy Shardy. I don't think that'll be difficult. Second round, Tiafo or Trevalia Could be a little bit trickier there. And then uh, Taylor Fritz potentially in the third round. I just don't see any minefields. Varenka or Milos Raonic in the round of 16. Then you get to Zverev, who... Is quite tricky and could be the first really big challenge for Novak Djokovic. And of course, down in the Dominic team is down there waiting it for as a potential semi-final opponent. And that could be the match of the tournament. And hard to say how that one would turn out. That's where that's where the draw kind of flips, and maybe Djokovic got the tougher draw, getting team in his half where Rafa didn't get that. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun for sure. I, 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 me personally, I think it's Novak's tournament. To win or lose, I feel like if somebody asks me who you're picking, I don't like to make predictions that often. But it's hard not to pick, not to think that it's Novak's tournament. I don't think he's as much of a lock maybe as he has been, but I feel like he's the guy to beat.
1: Yeah, I feel what's what's good for him is that, sure, there are guys in that little section at the top where they have weapons, for sure, but nobody moves like him. I mean, he's the best hardcore mover, arguably, in the history of the sport, and so he has, the, he has the way to play his way into the tournament. He's never lost a final there. You know, he's going for a second three-peat there. And also, you know, Dominic Team made a good point in his uh, pre-tournament presser. The Serbian fans really turn up for him there. At ATP Boy, yeah. Cup, you saw that. And even last year, I know people were making a big point. Well, it sounded like Team had more fans during the final. But remember when he started rallying and coming back, the Serbian fans are very vocal there, and there will be fans there. And he has a connection with those fans, and I think that will... That will fire him up. And, you know, look, Zverev looked good. I mean, Zverev fought hard against uh, against Medvedev, too, yesterday. Even though, you know, he had that issue, it looks like it's not going to be the back. It looks like it's not going to, you know... Uh, really, really hinder him. Let's hope not. But I just think that matchup would be a tight match. But you gotta favor Novak, especially some of those second serves there. Man. Even yesterday, I mean, he missed one by five. You gotta just say right now, his second serve to win a major. I don't think it's there right now. But yeah, you know, right. if he's making his first serve, he doesn't have to hit a second serve. And his first serve is definitely one of the best yeah. out there. So yeah. we'll see what he brings. But I, I think you're right. I think we're gonna see. We're going to see, I mean, Novak's going to be there in the center. I'd be shocked if he wasn't, and, you know, I think we're going to see Novak team again. Although the guy I would I would watch out for in the in the second quarter is, to me, if Sinner gets past Chapo, and obviously that's a huge if because Chapo's been playing great, I mean, I could see Sinner making a move there, going, maybe getting to the fourth or quarters. I mean, he's a dangerous guy. And plus practicing with Rafa, and also coming off the high of Roland Garros, where he's learn how to manage his body and how to manage his mind through the first week of a major. I mean, I would say he's a guy, I mean, he could lose in the first round, obviously he's playing number 11 seed, but if he were able to get through that match, I could see him making a move there.
0: It's uh yeah, I, I agree with you. I just feel like I, I started to throw a red flag up last night with, with sinners. He took the mat, the medical timeout against Hachinov, yeah. eventually yeah. saved the match point point, won it, but he's got a final today and it is top half of, on monday so he'll play again on monday right. against chapovalov who's probably been been resting that's going to be a very tough ask i agree with you it's destined to happen sooner rather than later for Yannick sinner he might um be be uh in a little little bit of hot water in terms of his body i'm not sure what the issue was he went off court last night it might have been groin Um, If he's fatigued at all, it's going to make it tricky. But yes, I'm so high on him and so excited for him to kind of um, make an impact on these slams. Still just 19 years of age. That is the first rounder to watch. On the, um... And look, he's
1: cramped early. I mean, he's
0: had that before, so
1: definitely, yeah, it's a big question mark. Physically, can he stand up? You know, the good thing for him is from what I looked at the forecast, it's not going to be crazy, crazy hot. And also, you know, he knows on the outside, Chapo's coming, you know, with the wide and His backhand return is just... Yeah spot on. I mean, he has a beautiful backhand overall, but his backhand return is something. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big question mark, but like I said, I, if he could get through there and, you know, physically recover, I know that those are huge ifs. Uh, yeah. I just think, game, I think game-wise think game and also, you know, the training and the and the opponents that he's played with, And be, I mean, he's, as far as just hitting the ball, he's there, but obviously a grand slam is a lot more than hitting the ball in three out of five sets is a lot different than two out of three, where yeah. he's come first title so yeah there's a lot of question but I'm with you I mean that's the one I want to see if you told me I could only see one first rounder of the men's side I'd
0: probably pick that one. And good good news for you Richard who I know is interested in the Chiefs winning in the Super Bowl tomorrow this one, <laughs> this one is the, the second night match on Margaret Court it'll be a late one you'll, you'll be able to take in both events and not have to yeah Tape one and watch the other type of thing. So, but yeah, but that, we're looking forward to that. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Bernard Tomic will make his return. He's got Yuichi right. Sugita in the first round. Uh, Felix Oje alesim is playing another final today, looking for his first title. Open with uh, Cedric Marcel Stieb of Germany. Um, what else can I see first round? Corino
1: Busta and Nishikori, because they had that classic. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, one of the rare times where we ever see Corino Busta get angry, and, you know, probably rightfully so, but they had that epic match, and now to have the rematch, you know, and it's just going to be crazy. Crazy
0: match. Yeah, that is down potentially. In the, that is down in the lower quarter where we're also going to have Grigor Dimitrov and Marin Cilic going out in right. the first round. It has five set written all over it. So yeah, lot, lots of good stuff to look forward to. uh Corentin Moutet of France is going to take on John Milman of Australia. That's going to be a tough ass for Moutet. Milman is, I think, one of the guys who can really make a little bit of a and keep the Aussie fans involved and make a bit of a run there. And I, I feel like. I'm always looking for Stan Varinka to make an impact and kind of have that one last big, bold step at the slams. But I'm just not feeling his game lately. I, and he opens with Pedro Souza. That's a nice draw. And um, he should have a third rounder with uh, Milos Raonic. Uh, I hope, I'd hope i love to see Stan pick up some steam, but I'm just not feeling it.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that as well. Um you know, it's gonna be wait and see. Maybe he's gonna turn it up for the uh, for the majors, but he's still out there playing, with, and he's still got the weapons for sure. It's just, uh, you know, can he can he get it going? And also the fact that he had the virus in December. I mean, he said he's completely hot. You just wonder if there's any sort of residual. Uh, you know effects as well but yeah you got to
0: hope for the best for stan major setback there i think for him yeah and, and with stan it seems like he can produce that scintillating form for a match or two but it's hard for him to just keep producing it match in and match out and I, I hope that he does it one more time um this uh, this year of course he's 35 and he probably doesn't have much left in the, on his career but um tough ass. it would be
1: great to see him do it at this venue because he's had so many electrifying moments not just winning the title but other great Incredible five setters, and the fans there really love Stan. I mean, everywhere, but especially there, they love, they love him, and they get behind him a lot. So yeah, it would be great to see him go up against Milos, and Milos is is, is always a threat. Yeah,
0: and well rested. Milos think, has Milos had good
1: results there, too. He's had results yes. there. You know, he, you know, he just it's just a nightmare matchup if he gets to Nova. He just can't.
0: You know, deal with Novak. That's a tough one. Yeah, roundage was uh, you know, really a click away from the final of the year that he lost to Murray in the semifinals. That was one of the best Milos Roundess matches I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, he's played great there, and like you said at the top, if it's if it's as fast as team and some others have said, I mean, good luck trying to get his serve back in play. Um,
0: yeah, so I mean we kinda covered the draw. There's obviously a lot of tennis to be to be looked at. We'll be back to you know, go over some of these matches early in week 1 and we're looking forward to doing that. Any other thoughts Richard about the way the Australian Open handled the quarantine about how things are looking a lot better now than they were 2 weeks ago? Any other names we forgot to talk about here? Anything about today's finals that interests you? I mean there's endless amounts of content that we can discuss, right? So
1: yeah, um, I mean, as far as the quarantine look, I mean, they as a nation they've handled it far better than where I live in the U.S. So I can't. I mean, they're trying to protect their people. I can't knock them. I know that it's. I know that it's unfair to those 72 players. It's really unfair. I really feel for them, but it is what it is, you know. And now we're we're at a major. You got to leave everything at the door and just. Just bring whatever you have, and and uh, just that we're going to see tennis, and we're going to see fans, and we're going to see excitement. I mean, I'm so I'm so pumped up to see it. I would say the other thing, as far as the the actual tournament is, you know, it's it's you can argue that this could be a changing of the guard moment. I mean, this could be Venus's last, you know, it's probably Feliciano Lopez, it's probably his last Australian Open. He has a record for most consecutive. It's, it's arguably could be Venus's last Australian Open. You don't know about Serena. She's 39. I think she's going to keep plugging away till she ties or breaks the record, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't take anything for granted. Rogers run is over, we're not gonna see him. So you could argue that, hey, maybe this is the time where we're gonna see particularly on the women well, women's side where you could see someone young, you could see a Sabalenka, you could see Ega, you could see someone young step up and take it, or you could see history, you could see Serena, you know, summon the warrior within and just and, and just do it, you know, tie Margaret Court, you know, in Margaret Court's own land in a tournament where Margaret Court dominated. So that would kind of be fitting too. You just don't know, I mean, my sense is on the men's side, you've got to stick with the veterans there, you've got to stick with Novak, but I think on the women's side, we could see some some surprises. I would lean toward Naomi, but as we discussed you know it's it's a it's a brutal section there
0: yeah, it's going to be great to see how it plays out, and i I think you're right it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough ask for for serena and i think the the point you made you can't take anything for granted that's been true for many years i think it's 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 truer every slam you don't know who's going to be finishing up their career even rafa's getting on in years right now um you got to appreciate these these incredible tennis players these legends of the game while we have them and venus william god what a soft spot i have for her and, and what she's able to do at the age of 40 right now and her, just her positivity her energy and she looks look very competitive this week uh I mean, think about it. Just uh, three, four four years ago, she was in the final. We couldn't believe it um, against her sister. Just... What an amazing career. Yeah, it's so
1: inspiring to see her out there. And like what you said is you've got to treasure these legends now. I just reminded when you were talking that we lost Tony Trabert, a real legend, and a guy who almost won the Grand Slam in 1950, where he lost to Rosewall in Australia in the semis, and then he won the other three slams, and he came within a match or two of doing it. So we lost him at age 90, and he contributed so much to the sport. But like you said, you've got to treasure these Legends, And I know a lot of fans, everyone's different as far as their fandom and who they root for. A lot of people oh, I'm just sick of the big three, or I'm just sick of seeing this, you know, and they want to see And that's cool, too. I like to see fresh players break through, too. But I think at the same time, I mean, we've been so blessed, so fortunate to see these legends that have given us so much, like Venus, like Eflo you know, Rafa, Novak, on and on and, uh, you know, just enjoy it because it's really sort of a generational I think, I think this post-pandemic it's going to be a generational turn and you're going to see Iga, you're going to see these young players, you're going to see Naomi and you're going to see Sabalenka. you're going to see them step up and really and really take over the game Andreescu if she's it's healthy so I think video. it's a real this is the beginning of to me a real turning point but look women's tennis has been so unpredictable at the majors it's easy to say anything but we all know that anything could happen.
0: Can that be for the title? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Wouldn't be, it wouldn't yeah. be that, that much of a stretch right?
1: Cavallotto becomes the first Aussie since 1970. Yeah, you never, you just never. Keneppe's been playing great. Hey, yeah. Shelby Rogers the other night. Shelby Rogers played great. She came with it. You know, almost took it by. To, and so players like that, they get hot, especially with the serve, especially on a fast court. And you know, when you're the underdog, there's a power in that too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a blast. I'm really pumped yeah, up. It's
0: great. We got. It's, it was really rough sledding to get here. I mean, geez, right. it's February okay. 6th right now, and um, the quarantine was tough. Um, but the prize money's good, the tennis is going to be good, and we're, we're lucky, and we're psyched. So um, let's, let's all get pumped up. Enjoy uh, day one tomorrow. And, Richard, thanks for your time. Come back in a couple of days. We'll break down the first round or the second round, and we'll keep it rolling throughout the tournament. Looking forward to doing that with you.
1: Thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate
0: it. Thank you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> This edition of the Lucky Let Court Podcast is a wrap. Special thanks to Richard Pagliaro for joining me. We look forward to chatting again during week one. Thanks, you guys, for listening. want to let you know where you can find us on social media during the Australian Open. Hit us up on Twitter, at tennis underscore now. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash tennis now. And please keep tuned to the podcast. Go to your Apple podcast, type in Lucky Let Court Podcast. Voila, you'll find us. We'd love it if you rate review subscribe to the podcast means a lot for us um so please do that if you have the time and you like the podcast otherwise see you out there on the twitter sphere enjoy the australian open talk to you in a few days